0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Coach Fits Podcast, where we simplify exercise and nutrition so that you can get leaner, stronger, and become more energized. I'm your host, Brian Simmons. Let's get it started. get it started today we're going to be talking about the best way to burn belly fat part two if you haven't already go ahead and check out part one from last week it sets the the groundwork it really sets the foundation for doing it right so i know this is like the big one this is the fat loss phase that everybody's interested in but highly recommend going back to check out part one to set yourself up for success um In this one, we're going to talk about how to burn stubborn belly fat the right way and what you could do if you hit any plateaus. But before that, we got to do our intro. Okay. Because I know, like, I listen to some podcasts and yeah, fitness information is great and everything, but it helps talk. It really makes the show better when the hosts talk a little bit about their lives or stuff going on in the world and like their. What how they feel about it now. I'll never get political or something, so I'll stick to what I know, which is movies and TV shows (laughs) and some sports stuff. So I guess in the time that I've, since I've filmed the last one, actually, no, I just think I forgot to mention it. For anybody that doesn't know, I'm a big Cowboys fan, a big Dallas Cowboy football fan, and they lost, and that was devastating. I really, really thought this was probably our best shot at doing anything significant in the playoffs potentially winning a super bowl but they had other plans that included 14 freaking penalties that basically shot us in the foot um along with dak prescott's amazing time management skills to run the ball with only three seconds of a running clock left by the time he hit the ground so pretty much just sealed the deal right there um but yeah i'll cut it off there. I don't want to start off too negative, but the Cowboys broke my heart. Um, And yeah, um, if you guys can't tell right now, I'm a little bundled up. I got the long sleeve shirt. I got the um, pullover. I was going to put the sweatshirt on, but gray against white for anybody watching the video just doesn't look good. So I'm toughing it out. Uh, The cold has been a gigantic pain in the ass all week can't even do like for my in-person clients we always start with a walk just to get the heart rate up get the body loose and everything and we hadn't been able to do that for the past like the later half of the week right now it's saturday this goes out on monday so the previous week um just can't even get outside because it like when it's 10 degrees in jersey and it's the wind makes it feel worse it's just you can't do it so yeah not fun and on top of that as I'm filming in my girlfriend's apartment right now, the heat went out, and yeah, I think it's, they said it's due to something like a pipe freezing or something like that, so not ideal. The cold is really biting us in the butt, but luckily, we have movies, TV shows to keep the spirits up, so we're actually just like an hour or two ago, just finally finished up watching Icarus, the documentary about the Russian Olympic doping scandal, the state sponsored Olympic doping scandal. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, finished it. I started it a week or two back and I just haven't really devoted enough time, but finally got to wrap it all up and it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts that Russia got away with all that and yeah I mean even though in the recent Olympics they couldn't go under the Russian flag it was like the Russian Olympic Committee or something but as all this stuff came to surface it was like days before the Rio Olympics and they still let them compete in Rio knowing they were doped up so very very concerning that the IOC like the International Olympic Committee really cares mostly about money rather than integrity. So just a little something to get us through to the next Olympics. Just assume that if Russia can get away with this, then so can everybody else. So, yeah, (laughs) Um, if you see somebody get popped for doping, uh, at least myself, I'm going to think, all right, well, they were dumb enough to get caught because everybody else is doing it. Um, Really puts a big damper on the whole thing. But anyway, there's still drugs or no drugs. These people would still be top, like most elite in the world, regardless. And other than Icarus, uh, keeping up with Peacemaker and uh, Bubba Fett, both episodes this week were awesome. Not gonna do, not gonna do any spoilers here or anything. But Peacemaker is a like a, I don't know what to call it. I wasn't expecting much, but it just keeps getting better and better. Like John Cena is awesome. And so is the whole supporting cast. So only good things to say about that. And in fitness, weight loss related news, my mom just hit 14 pounds down. And for those of you that don't know, like this, like it was in the Facebook group and got a whole lot of love, which was awesome to see. Thank you for everybody that gave her a clap and applauded her and like said, great job cause it did mean a lot to her and I know it did. And it, she deserves a lot of credit because she was doing, she's been on this weight loss journey since like, I think when she really took it serious, it was probably about last September, October, and she's just been making small changes here and there. And she's been able to do it with relative ease. Like we're still going to family parties. She's still going out to lunch with friends and, because I educated her on how to count calories and like how to do simple things so that you're not hungry all the time and in positions to make bad decisions, it really just adds up over time. That's the way to to do it, and it's the healthier way to do it. So yeah, um, let's see. Please uh, excuse any noises that might come across, like it might get caught by the mic. The fan for the heat is working, but the heat is not being produced, so you might hear the fan. Uh, All right, let's dive into the best way to burn belly fat. We're going to start with, or before I do that, we got three things, three steps to take, three topics that are going to tell you everything you need to know when it comes to burning belly fat, or any fat for that matter. First and foremost, go to your doctor. Make sure that there is nothing working against you before you start the process. So like, how terrible would it feel if you go on like uh, four, three, four months of uh, calorie deficit, you work your butt off, you do these workouts, and then you go for your annual checkup and your doctor's like, oh yeah, you had this condition that made it a whole lot harder when you could have just gone four months ago and gotten better results. So make sure that you don't have any conditions holding you back. Make sure that the medications that you're on are not making it harder than it has to be, because a big thing when it comes to um, fat loss in general is managing expectations. So if you're on some medication that's making it so much harder to burn fat and to lose weight, then and you're listening to like this podcast or other people saying like, Yeah, expect like half a pound to two pounds per week. But then this medication is like getting in the way. That advice could be like pretty much pointless for you. And you might need to go with a longer term approach, which is okay. Like it's like just what your body is giving you. But managing expectations and not putting numbers in your head that are just going to defeat you, like make you feel defeated week after week after week is a very, very big part. So go to the doc get everything checked, make sure you're good to go. And then we're off. Um, Which brings us to number two, which is setting up your uh, calorie deficit. Now this is for when I say the calorie deficit, this is for people that have not come off of a diet. Like if you've been dieting forever and you're always in a calorie deficit and you're always just yo-yo dieting, this probably won't give you an accurate number. And it's probably going to be a lot lower in which case I'd say you're better off doing a reverse diet first, get those calories up to a point where if you cut them, you don't feel terrible. You're not stuck in the 1200 calorie club just to see a little bit of results. So if you're starting this fresh, like you haven't, Been watching your calories, you haven't been starving yourself um, and not having success. This is how you do it. So, we're coming off the holidays. You've been eating a lot. Now it's time to dial it in. First thing you want to do is get the number. Either you could do a really simple calculation, which is to take your goal weight. So, whatever weight that you want to get to. So, for me, I want to go from right now. This this morning the scale said two fourteen so I want to get to two hundred like that's my my goal for right now I would take that goal weight and multiply it at two hundred pounds and multiply it by ten to twelve so that would be anywhere from uh oh god mental math two thousand calories to twenty four hundred calories so how do you decide ten to twelve. Well, if you're very sedentary and you're not doing a whole lot of exercise, go towards the 10. But if you're active, if you walk a lot, if you have a job that's on your feet, if you're already hitting the gym three, four, five times a week, go for the 12. Or if you want to just take all like all of your potential calculation errors out of the equation, you could just look up the TDEE calculator. That's T as in toy. D is in dog, E as in energy, E as in energy again, calculator. I'll put the uh, the link in the show notes so that you can just click it and go. You enter in your basic info, name or not name, (laughs) your age, your height, your weight, your body fat if you have access to like anything like that, and it spits out a number for you and it'll give you numbers on what to aim for. So, that's an easy way to do it. And then you stick to it. You go through the process that is weight loss. And that is not just so, again, back to managing expectations, it's not going to be a straight line to your goal weight. It's not going to be you're going to hop up on the scale. And like for me, it's not, oh, I'm 214 today. Awesome. Then a couple of days later, oh, I'm 213. Awesome. And then the next day, I'm 212. This is incredible. No, it does not go that way. It's, all right. I hop on the scale today. I was 214. Nice. Hop on the scale tomorrow. Oh, it's 215. Well, shit happens. My body's in fluct- like fluctuating weight up and down. Like it happens next day two thirteen point eight. Awesome. I'm back down. And it just does that over and over again. You go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. But if you plot it all down, like if you have some way to uh, record it, like With my clients, we do it on an app that shows you a graph. And when you see all the plot points, it's like it goes up and down, but the trend goes down. So you see, like for anybody watching on video, imagine I'm going to, for all of you listening in, I'm going to put my hand in the top left corner of the screen. And those weights are going to go up and down, up and down. And notice my hand. Even though the weight's going up and down, the trend, my hand is going down towards the bottom right hand of the screen. And that's the way it usually goes. The like linear fat loss or weight loss is a myth. It's unless you were that type of person that only weighs in like once every month or two, then you'll just see a gigantic drop. So for some people, if that's what you want to see, then do that. Only measure yourself like once a month or once every I would recommend once every eight weeks, because even a month, like if you only lost half a pound um, every single week, which is still very, very good, it's still progress and like it's a way to do it, if you were to lose that half a pound and you hop back on the scale. It might show after a month of work that you're exactly the same weight or even higher just because your body is fluctuating more times than not between three to five or even higher, like three to five pounds or more, depending on how big you are. Because the bigger you are, the more fluctuating or the more your body fluctuates that weight. So for me, say like I'll use the 200 pounds because it's a lot easier on the math. So if I weighed in, in the beginning of the month at 200 pounds, it's very possible that I can make it to the end of the month, weigh in again, and it could show 201 or 202 pounds, even though I could have lost two, three, four pounds of fat, because for one, it could just be some weird fluctuation in my body where water's moving around. Maybe I had a high salt meal the night before. Maybe I still have to drop a number two. (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. Um, Maybe I had a really hard workout the day before. If I had bad sleep, you retain, like when you have bad sleep, you retain more water. So it's very possible that that stuff can happen. But under the surface, I could have lost weight. Or what happens a lot of times that, people who started a fitness journey that are starting from square one or they did, they haven't worked out in a while. They'll put on muscle really fast to the point where it negates the scale, like, or it puts the scale at a balance. So for back to me again, start of the month, I'm at 200 pounds end of the month. I'm still at 200 pounds. Most people would be like, what the hell? But then I throw on a t-shirt and all of a sudden it fits looser. And it's like, Oh, that's a sign that you burned a lot of fat and built muscle at the exact same rate, which is ideal. That's what you want to do because eventually that fat loss or sorry, that muscle gain is going to cap out and slow down or just like maintain. And then everything you're losing past that point is pure fat. And that's where you start seeing the scale go down. So if you're maintaining that muscle mass and you're still losing weight, that is all fat falling off, which is what we want. Because when people lose weight and they only focus on the weight, sometimes that could sacrifice muscle mass, bone mineral density, and it can impact that, which we don't want because that stuff burns up a lot of calories. When you have more muscle, your body burns more calories to maintain that muscle. So it makes fat loss a lot easier. So go aim for more muscle. More muscle is a good thing. (laughs) And Let's say you are that person that is just, it's a plateau. It's like you've, and to define a plateau, that's not one or two weeks of not seeing progress because that is totally normal. It happens all the time. Sometimes our bodies just stop and then they get ready for like this technical term that you guys have heard me say in the past. It's called a whoosh. Sometimes your body just like is moving stuff around and you're, body weight doesn't move at all. And then one day, bang, like two pounds or or three pounds just fall off. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> so sometimes that can happen. Not saying it happens for everybody. So don't expect the whoosh. But let's say you're stagnant and your weight hasn't moved. Your inches haven't. That's the other thing. Compare inches too. Because if you have body measurements to go off of, then you can, you can figure out if you're losing fat or not even though your weight is staying the same. So let's say the weight is the same, the measurements haven't budged, okay? And that has been happening for three, four, five weeks because that's how you need to go about a plateau is really like a month is like how you really know it's a plateau and it's not just your body doing its thing. Then there's a couple of things that you can do. First obvious one is decreasing calories. Now that's assuming you... Can decrease calories without any negative effects, because what happens a lot of times is people go past their um, their BMR, which is their basal metabolic rate, and that is the amount of calories that you need to survive throughout the day, not including your activity. So imagine some like you just got knocked out and you laid in bed for the day for twenty four hours. That's how many calories you would burn, just doing nothing, laying in bed and being asleep. Now, on top of that, you got to support your activity throughout the day. So you got to support all the steps that you take, the workouts that you do, the tapping your foot at your desk, the blinking, your organs doing all all of their, or not your organs that would fall under BMR, but um, the extra activity, like the moving your fingers, like raising your hand, all that stuff needs calories um and when you go underneath that BMR like when you start getting close to the BMR for an extended period of time you can have those negative health effects you could it leads to terrible workouts it slows down your metabolism more than it should it takes longer to recover with that reverse diet so if you're pushing those calories lower and lower that's extra weeks that it's going to take to add on those calories once you're done because Fat loss phase is just part of the equation. You need that recovery, that reverse diet afterwards, which we're gonna talk about in the next installment of how to burn belly fat. Because you don't wanna be that person that loses all this weight, puts in a ton of hard work and then gains it back after a month or two. Because that is a terrible feeling. I've been there and I wish that on nobody because it just rips your heart out. But anyway, we'll get into that in the next installment. But back to the troubleshooting. So let's say you're as low as you can get on calories. That doesn't mean all hope is lost. There are other things that you can do. So say you're at that point where you, don't, you just can't drop them any lower. One of the easiest things to do is to add a workout. So let's say you're doing three workouts a week, and you're crushing it, doing well, and you feel like you have a little bit more to give. Like you still have the energy to do another workout. Then up it to four. So And then if you're doing four, maybe throw in a fifth workout that's not that taxing on your body, like from a like a fatigue standpoint. So what I mean by that is let's say those three or four days that you're in the gym, you're doing heavy compound lifts, like you're doing your squats, you're doing your push-ups, you're doing your rows and deadlifts and all that. That does tax the body, especially when you're in a caloric deficit. So going in and doing a day where you do like arms or shoulders or ab work, the stuff that burns like crazy, but you leave the gym feeling pretty fresh. So like you get the muscle burn, but you don't get that like feeling like you're ready to fall asleep (laughs) or, and especially with the low calories, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So adding in an extra day of like a fluff session (laughs) is what we'll call it now, not Saying fluff like a bad thing. I'm saying like getting that pump, like filling your muscles up, feeling really good and tight and toned, and then going home feeling better than when you got into the gym, which you should be doing every day, but it's a different feeling. Um, or doing like a trigger workout. So, it, for people that don't know what a trigger workouts are, it's like you can call it a recovery session, but it's a little bit harder than stretching and doing mobility work. It's doing things like those, uh, fluff workouts where you're doing your bicep curls, your tricep, the shoulder stuff, but you're doing it with like a band or some really light weights, or you could even do it with body weights until you feel just a little bit of a burn, but we're not pushing past that. It's like just enough to get some blood in the muscle, but not create any fatigue whatsoever. So it, is great for recovery and it burns calories like more so than if you were just standing there and laying in bed and watching Netflix. So it could help a lot, especially doing it week after week after week. And the last thing you could do is adding more steps because steps are the most underrated form of fat loss there is. When you add in those extra steps, it makes a world of difference. It, oh, no ads. (laughs) I was pulling up something. So I have some, uh, some numbers to back this up, but adding in steps and just walking in general, amazing for like, if you sit at a desk, it can really loosen up your hips. It can really loosen up your back and get you moving and really just make you feel better in general. If you do it after, uh, after eating like a meal, it can help speed up digestion. It can help a lot of different things, but when it comes to the calorie burning, it can burn a lot of calories. Now, this is according to Harvard health publishing and they estimate, <clears throat> sorry, they estimate that based on three different weights, you can burn more or less calories. So it, when you're doing your steps, The bigger you are, the more calories that you burn. So to give you an idea of what it looks like, if according to Harvard health, if you weigh 125 pounds, you'll burn approximately 68 calories for 2000 steps. So this is all for 2000 steps. If, um, if you're walking at a three and a half mile per hour pace for, or no, sorry, Let me go back. (laughs) Sorry, this is for one mile, one mile. So let me look that up. How many steps is one mile? How many steps in a mile? Oh, 2000. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so we're back to the 2000. So for every 2000 steps, if you weigh 125 pounds, you burn about 68 calories in that time. And at the same pace, doing that 2000 steps, For somebody who's 155 pounds, that would be 84 calories. And then for somebody who weighs 185 pounds, that'd be about 99 calories. Now you see these small numbers, like relatively small numbers when it comes to calories and you're like, uh, that's it. Well, to put it in perspective, let me break out the calculator here. Okay. A pound of fat. This isn't a precise science, but a pound of fat is roughly about 3,500 calories. So let's say that we're trying to create that deficit by taking away 500 calories a day for seven days. That's 3,500 calories. That's where the math comes from. Now, say we're not getting quite there. We're burning about, eh, we'll say like 2,500 calories. Okay, so there's a 1,000 calories lost there. Now, if we're burning that extra about 100 calories for these extra 2,000 steps every day, that's 700 calories. That's basically almost there. So if you push it to like 2,500 or 3,000 steps, you have covered that deficit now, and you're there for just doing an extra 3,000 steps. So this stuff can make a very, very big difference and keep you on track and help you reach your goals. So yeah, (laughs) Um, that's pretty much every way to troubleshoot it. And I'm sure like, this is my second or third time doing this version of this. And I will come up with more ways and helpful information. Uh, and as we go now, that's like the nitty gritty of it all. The really big thing I want to like, numbers aside is the big thing I want to really focus on is human behavior and how we can improve our behavior to support this fat loss goal because the numbers are only just part of it like when you tell somebody oh eat this many calories and they're like okay and they come back defeated because they had nothing to help them get there like that's a like for if i did that i'd consider myself a poor coach it really comes down to getting yourself like creating habits and creating behaviors that will help make this a whole lot easier so some of the top things that i've noticed that help people a lot is one volume eating so let's say you are on that that side of really low calories like you've hit that point and this could be from the start of your journey even if you have high calories it's just i'm painting the picture here let's say you're that person that can't get away with that many calories and you're getting really close to that bmr like choosing foods that you can eat a lot of that don't have a lot of calories can be insanely helpful. So when I like the, what a lot of people think of when I say volume foods are like salads and stuff like that, those are great, but there's also things like watermelon. Now, if you ever hear anybody say that fruit is going to make fat loss harder, or like the, all the sugar is bad, just stop listening to those people. Fruit is insanely helpful when it comes to trying to lose weight. Because yes, even though it does have sugar, it is packed with fiber, especially if there's skin on it. So things like watermelon, um, I know it doesn't have skin, but it's just like mostly water. So you can pound a bunch of it. Berries are one of the highest fiber fruits that you can have. And they just like completely fill you up and you don't have a whole lot of calories after after the fact. Apples, which are a personal uh, favorite of mine. I just, I'm basic. (laughs) So apples help, even bananas, oranges. The only thing I would say when it comes to fruit is don't go for the dried fruit because you're losing all that water, which will take up space in your belly. And when your stomach is not sufficiently full and this food is not pressing on the walls of your stomach, it's not gonna send that signal to your brain that you're full. So you wanna fill it up. Um, And then on top of that, a lot of the dried fruit has added sugar to help it taste better. So, I mean, even though it's freaking delicious, I'm not knocking it because it's insanely tasty and very helpful for gaining weight. But when it comes to the goal of losing weight, not necessarily that helpful. Another thing uh, when it comes to food choices is edging on the side of lean protein. When I say lean protein, I am not talking about peanut butter. I am talking about things like lean cuts of meat protein shakes, protein bars that are not super high in calories. Once you have your volume eating down, you have your protein down. Other things to consider other than food, I would say these come before that. These are like in those foundational habits is number one, the big one is getting enough sleep because when you don't sleep enough, it actually makes you hungrier throughout the day and makes it even easier to make bad decisions when it comes to food choices and it just makes the whole process harder. And on top of that, you're low energy, which leads to terrible workouts. So you're not burning as many calories during your workout because you're not putting in as much work because you physically can't. So getting that sleep down, oh, and sorry, it's all flooding into my head. <laughs> and on top of that, it supports um, hormonal balance. So if you're not getting enough sleep and, certain, and your hormones are all out of whack, that could also put your body in an environment that is not necessarily that helpful for burning fat. Now you might, that's a case where if you get shit sleep and you still lose weight, yeah, you might still lose weight, but you're going to be taking a lot more from from the lean body mass, that muscle and bone, which again, we don't want. Cause those are big. Like the muscle is a big fat burner. We want the muscle. So big, big proponent of or big supporter of that's seven to nine hours of quality sleep. Um, And if anybody is listening who is not in the Facebook group, go ahead and join it so that you can get the uh, better sleep worksheet. Again, this is all free. I just give it out because I want you guys to be healthy and happy and get the results that you damn well deserve. So if you want that better sleep worksheet that tells you exactly how to create the right environment for the best sleep possible and includes like different items that you could purchase on Amazon to improve your quality of sleep. It is a game changer. So again, go hit that button, join the group and get your better sleep worksheet. Uh, yeah. So we got sleep, we got protein, we got the steps, we got the workouts and you're pretty much, you know, if you nail that stuff over time and you work on incorporating the, like the habits to help it, you losing all the fat that you want to is not a maybe, it's a definitely. You're going to get there. If you do all the right things, if you get all these habits down and take your time and really manage those those expectations, you'll get there. Okay, no doubt at all. And if you want help, if you want somebody to guide you along the way, I'm always happy to. Just launched the Fit40 program. So it is a weight loss program, a fat loss program for people over the age of 40 who want to get in great shape, not just to look better, but to feel better, to be a better mom, a better dad, a better work, like better at work, all the above who keep getting beat up by these programs designed for 20 year olds and don't want to be stuck in water aerobics next to their parents. So if you want some help, with your goals. Be sure to hit the link. I'll put that one in the show notes too. I hope that you guys got some value out of this. Feel free to share it with people that you think could use this information too. Um, and I will see you for the installment number three of the best way to burn belly fat, which will be the reverse diet, which is the key to locking in your results, to keeping all of your, all the results that from your hard work, for life. Okay. That's the part that everybody misses out on that all these other programs just don't talk about. Um, so very, very important episode. I'd say it's more important than this one almost. Okay. So definitely check it out until then go kick some ass, have an amazing week and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a five-star review. If you found the information helpful, go ahead and share it with somebody you think could use it too. And don't forget to subscribe. So you don't miss an episode.